Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Bless Show. Welcome to a new episode. I'm super happy uh, to be doing this episode. I have a special guest and a very uh, dear guest of mine, and his name is Jeremy, and he's from Australia. Jeremy and I have been uh, friends <laughs> for a while. Uh, on Instagram, and uh, I'm super happy to have him on the show today. He is an amazing designer, a great YouTuber, and uh, also he teaches people about design and um, business and how to deal with the design business, stuff like that. And uh, apart from all of that, he's also a fellow believer. So I'm super happy to have him on the show. Welcome, Jeremy. Welcome to The Blessed Show. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for the intro, Blessing. Really appreciate it. You're such a good friend. And one thing about you is that you're always honest and transparent. And I love that about you. And you always have a, a mixed spirit, which is so cool. Um, but it's a privilege to be on the show, man. Thank you so much. But I'm excited to um, jump in today. Yeah, privilege to have you on the show too, because I know people are going to learn a lot from you because they have been learning a lot from you from the Caruso post that you have on Instagram. <laughs> By the way, if you haven't checked, check his account, the uh, Jeremy Mura on Instagram. He has quite a strong game going on right now. So yeah, you don't want to miss this. All right. So let's start the episode. Uh, so we'll be talking, uh, the, the main topic that we're going to talk about today is passive income for designers because Jeremy is quite strong at that too at this point. He has a lot of Skillshare classes and uh, he also runs a YouTube channel, which is also uh, a source of passive income for designers. So we're going to learn more about that today, but uh, starting the show with an introduction of who you are and how you got into design so that you know the audience and uh, the audience can connect with you better. So uh, could you please share about yourself, where you're from and how you started on designing and what what is it that you currently do? Cool, awesome, man. Well, I'm from Australia. G'day, mate. Um, yes, another Aussie guy. I've lived here all my life. I'm 25 years old. Um, I'm married. I've always been, you know, creatively inclined. My parents were always a bit creative. My mom was, you know, a dancer and she was very creative making music and all that stuff. And my dad was sort of like the IT guy, the smart guy. So I got both of best of both worlds. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, I remember in high school, I used to play around with Photoshop. I remember in, we had this one class, which is like multimedia. Um, and we got to play with 3D Max and I was like, this is so cool. Like making 3D models and animation and, and playing in Photoshop and making cool stuff. And I was like, this is awesome. At the time, I didn't really know it was like graphic design. I just wanted to do something creative, like whether it would be like animation or games or drawing or something. I was always sort of into that. Um, but yeah, as soon as I finished high school, I went and looked for a course and I ended up doing a bachelor degree in design and that was a two year course. It was like fast track. So I just did more subjects okay. um, and, I, and I learned so much and I loved it. I, felt, I fell in love with um, graphic design. It was so awesome. And I just love creating, I just love creating nothing, something from nothing. You know what mm. I mean? You, you have a blank canvas and you can just create whatever you want. Um, and it's just so amazing. And yeah, as soon as I finished that course, I literally just started freelancing. I was still living with my mom and my brother, but I was literally designing from home, you mm. know? And the funny thing was I actually shared a brother, uh, my room with my brother for 22 years um, until I got married and moved out. So mm -hmm. the, the reality is I had to share that space with him. So when he was home, I was like, bro, can you like leave the room I'm, I'm, or like be quiet? Cause I had to record like YouTube videos <laughs> or classes like legit, man. And it was, it was challenging at times, but I kept pursuing it and being consistent because I believed in what I was doing. I, ble I believed I was adding value and I just had a passion for design. Um, so yeah, it all started with, you know, college 
Um, and then, yeah, started freelancing and, and started working um, from there. Great. Awesome. That's such a great story. And by the way, I can relate to the fact that, you know, when you mentioned, can you please uh, go out of the room so that I have to record because I live with my parents and I have a younger brother. My youngest brother is uh, 70 years old. So you can imagine how yeah. I will have to manage him to mm. be quiet and to not roam around and scream so that I can do the podcast or the video recording. Oh, all this. So I can totally relate to that. But that's awesome, man. That's awesome to hear the story that, you know, you started out from scratch and soon after college, you went out to freelancing and the way you have been transitioning your business and your career, it's super cool to see and super yeah. inspiring as well, because as youngsters and when you, you know, drop, when you are, when you are a graduate and you have no idea how to figure things out, but mm -hmm. the way you have transitioned the business, uh, it's, quite amazing and quite inspiring to see. So thank you for sharing the story. All right. right. So as you have mentioned that you do Skillshare courses, can you uh, put yeah. more focus on that? Like uh, how, how did it come into your mind that you should do Skillshare courses? Is it, is it something that someone recommended to you or is it something that you, that came to your mind and you wanted to do it because you wanted to teach or is it something you wanted to do because that sounded cool? Well, what, what was the thought process behind that? Well, you know, as I started uh, freelancing and, you know, obviously I did a few internships and, I, and I, I was learning, I got a taste of the agency world because the first year out of college, as I was freelancing, I was also working in the agency and I realized like, this doesn't seem like what, it, what everyone talks about it. Like they hype mm -hmm. it up, like, oh, it's cool. Like it is cool working in an agency, but I realized like I wanted to, to do other stuff and eventually run my own business because um, it's more fulfilling, you know what I mean? Yeah. But but yeah, I remember I started watching videos on YouTube. I was a very heavy YouTube user. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's where you know, YouTube skills come from. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm heavy into like tech and gaming and music. So I'm always on YouTube watching stuff, man. But I remember, I think I came across um, Sean McCabe, also known as Sean West. Yep. And um, yeah, he was always talking about like being a creative business, a creative professional. They had an online community and I learned a lot from him in the early stages. Mm. And I don't know. I just somehow come came across Skillshare. I must have seen it on one of the forums or blogs or on a video somewhere where people are like, oh, you can, um, you can teach. And the thing was, I always loved giving and sharing my knowledge, especially when I was in college. I, I wasn't just learning at school. I was actually learning at home because I was watching so many tutorials mm. on YouTube. I was teaching other people in class the shortcuts and like everyone would come to me like, Oh, Hey Jeremy, how do you do this? Like an <laughs> illustrator. And I'd be like, Oh, it's like control all this button whatever. Oh yeah. You know? Um, and it's not an ego thing, but I've just like, I, yeah. I just loved stepping ahead and learning more and going the extra mile. Um, yeah. but, but yeah, I, I must've seen it. And then I initially, I actually didn't jump on Skillshare straight away. I was like, contemplating should I do this or should I not? And I, mm. I was looking at like Udemy and other places and things like that. But then eventually, like because I started off with YouTube, I'm like, why can't I just do like a, a more in-depth courses instead of just doing free stuff on YouTube and make a little bit more extra money so then I can have more time to do other projects and do more videos and stuff like that. And then eventually in 2016, I made the jump and, um, and, and just jumped on Skillshare. Mm -hmm. and, and that's how it started. And, and yeah, like my heart at the start was obviously like I wanted to earn some income and stuff. And I was supporting my mom as well at, at home, um, which did help with some of the income, but it, it also helped my business grow. It helped me learn faster, but I also get, got an opportunity to teach beginners and teach others because um, 
because I was in college and stuff, like I had that, I had that knowledge now. Like mm-hmm. I actually went and got, studied design so I can like, I had that credit, that credibility to go teach others. And I'm not saying you have to go to college. Like I believe, I believe that you can learn online now. It's so mm-hmm. easy. There's so much content out there, but I felt like I could, I could share something of value to the world and, and people will be interested in it. That's awesome. That's really awesome. Really great to hear your story about the fact that, you know, you also were supporting your mom and you thought of several ways on how you can do that because as youngsters as and as uh, college graduates, it's very easy to, you know, get in trap of the excuses and the fact that, you know, I don't have experience. I don't have uh, the experience to go out and work or maybe especially designers. It's so crazy because uh, frankly telling you had to find your own fate when it comes to design career in the sense what I'm, what I'm trying to say is if you are an engineering graduate or if you're an IT graduate, you can definitely get jobs based on that. I'm not saying you will not get jobs based on that on designing field, but the chances are very low and also the chances that you're going to get paid a little less than the other professions when it comes to designing. So you had to find your ways on how you can really support your family if you're doing so or support yourself. And mm-hmm. passive income is a very good idea. And the the good thing about passive income is uh, if you build a strong foundation, that's what I feel. If you build a strong foundation, it's going to pay you even when you're not working and even when you're not trying out for that. Because Skillshare, something like Skillshare is a great platform because once you put your class out there, it's there. And even when you're not updating it, yeah, even when you're sleeping, it gets you, if it's working well and if people are loving it, enjoying it, learning from it, it's going to get you paid uh, even when you're sleeping and even when you're not focusing on that. So that's a very good thing. So I would like to talk about uh, more about the passive income thing uh, because Mm -hmm. I checked your Instagram posts and uh, it, it uh, taught people about how you can start with that and how you shared your experience and how you did that. So uh, in a short brief, how would you like to introduce passive income for designers and how would you define passive income for designers so that that can be easy for our listeners out there? Yeah, sure. Like the way I see passive income is it's pretty much something that generates income on a recurring basis. So it can be monthly, it can be yearly, it could be weekly, but what, what it does is that it's actually bringing cash flow into your business or into your career or into your life and on a consistent basis. That's what passive income is. But I do want to clear up some misconceptions because some people may believe that you don't need to do actually hard work. And obviously if you hear a lot of um, entrepreneurs like Gary Vee and stuff like that, they talk about this stuff. But when it comes to passive income, you actually got to, it, it can take many years to develop that system and, mm-hmm. and build that that thing and that platform to actually be able to generate that the type of income you want, right? Um, so, but once it's developed and, and that system's built, then it will keep flowing. And uh, there's an analogy of a water pump. I don't know if you guys ever seen an old school water pump that used to bring water from a well. What would used to happen is it was like this big chunky metal thing and it had a handle. And what you actually had to do is you had to pump the, the metal up and mm-hmm. down to actually bring up the water and it would take some force. You'd actually have to put effort and force into it to actually bring up the water, right? So the first initial stage is is hard and it takes effort. But as the water comes all the way up, then you don't really need to put effort anymore because the water just starts flowing. 
And that's the same thing as passive income. Once you have that funnel, once you have that pipeline, that system, and it works consistently, then that water will just keep flowing and flowing and flowing. The initial parts will be hard, but once you start, it'll be great. And for me, um, Skillshare has been a great platform for me. I've actually generated over 30 grand on there over the past oh, three years. That's huge. That's huge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah which is, which is a blessing and I'm very thankful yeah. for that. Um, but having that extra income allows me to be more free. It allows me to do more YouTube videos. It allows me to work on other products. I don't necessarily have to do like work for a company. I can, I can do freelancing. I can focus on my business. Um, but yeah, for Skillshare, Skillshare, that's just one form of an over passive income, which is online courses. So, in terms of that, you can teach a skill. You can actually teach, um, it can be a technical thing. It can be about mindset. It can be about business. Um, you know, you can teach, you can teach information or knowledge that you have, you know what I mean? So that's, that's all it is, right? So when you find yourself in a niche or an expert, or if you've learned something over many years, you can actually teach that. And because I went to college and I knew a lot and I learned a lot of on YouTube and I used to buy books and courses and all that stuff. I felt like I, I had enough knowledge to teach. Mm. And one principle I learned is that teach everything you know and document your process so you can teach that, you know, just share everything you learn along the way, share your secrets, share what you learn. And people value that people love seeing that process. So I, I truly believed on, on, on that teach what you know, and it, it's worked for me. And it actually, it, it, cause the thing is you're actually giving, you know, mm. and I believe in the principle that, you give to receive. So the more you give, the more you get, but it's about your heart. You're not just doing it just so you can get, yeah. right? Because that's selfish. You're giving because it's out of love and it's, it's, you have the understanding. It's like humility. You understand that I'm learning, I'm getting feedback, but I'm also helping others and helping them on their journey. You know what I mean? And I truly took that on. I truly took that on board and it works, bro. But yeah, that's just sort of um, how I got started on Skillshare. And that's sort of my definition. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really great. Uh, the fact that you mentioned, you know, the the heart to give is very much important that you don't give to get, but you give so that you can, you can have that. I, I feel there's a certain type of happiness when you give, which people yes. won't get if you're just doing it for the sake of getting something back, because yeah, right. you will always have the expectation to get when you are, when you're giving, but there's a certain type of happiness and there's a certain type of satisfaction that you get when you give, when you give, you know, that people are getting something, which is, which is a blessing in itself. So I think, and, and, and the way you explain the passive income with the, with the pumping uh, process, it's so good. So the fact that you had to keep pumping and keep pumping so that once, once you keep pumping to a point that you get the water out is what passive income is. What are the other examples that you would say, are good for designers because we're talking about designers. We're talking to designers. So I would love to know about what are the other ways that, you know, designers can uh, look out for when it comes to passive income. Skillshare obviously is one of them and you've mentioned how you can teach a skill, but what are the other ways that you can have passive income in your design career? Definitely. I'll mention a few that people can actually use and you can be a beginner. You don't have to be crazy talented. You just have to have the tenacity to actually do it and take action. Everything's about taking action. You know, I truly believe you can't just be a hero, but you have to be a doer or nothing's going to happen and manifest in your life. But I'll give you a few sites that work for me, but are really cool. YouTube is obviously one of them. You can actually generate uh, money from actually ads um, Mm. and that's connected through Google AdSense. So I generate monthly revenue on there. Um, as well. It's not a crazy amount, but it's actually pretty good. 
Um, it's better than getting nothing and allows me to you know, invest it back into my business and video equipment totally. and stuff like that, which is really cool. Another key one is creative market. I've been on there uh, for three years as well. I'm pretty sure mm -hmm. three to four years. And um, yeah, that's been really great. You can actually sell creative products. So graphics, templates, photography, logos, you know, web themes, fonts, brushes, mm -hmm. 3D models. There's so many things and categories you can, you can sell in there. But yeah, digital products are, are really great. And um, because people always, you know, want something that can save them time. You know, if they have a specific yep. um, project or something, they can buy a specific tool. Like if it's a retro vintage thing and they need some like stippling effects, they can just buy a pack, you know, and then imp import it to Illustrator. So that, that's a couple sites there. And um, some other good ones are like Etsy and Society6. Um, but see people say, um, so that's another product based site as well. But, um, the cool thing with like society six is that you create an art piece or a design and it goes on a mug or and they automatically put it on like a, a mug or a pillow or a, a clock or like a, a frame or whatever. So, that, and then people can buy that and that you get a commission from the art piece. Um, and Etsy is a creative platform as well. Not as much as digital, but people make physical things. Like if it's like a candle or a wooden thing or a pin, or people like buying that, that cool stuff, that whimsical stuff. Um, uh, and what else is there? There's, there's a few other ones. I, I would also like to mention that you can get money from photography stock sites. I know we're talking about designers, but a lot of designers actually take, have a camera, right? They do photography. So places like Shutterstock, um, and Adobe stock and you know, all the, all those sites, you can actually earn a commission from your photos. So you just got to sign, you got to sign up to be a contributor. That's one way of, of generating income. And I'll add onto that as well. There's a site called free pick, which is one example. They sell, they pretty much sell vector objects and, and vector graphics and templates and things and illustrations and, and all that type of stuff. So you can actually be a, a, a contributor of like vector art and, and pat, you can do like patterns or, you know, vector stuff. So people have a subscription to their, their site. They can actually download um, different illustrations or elements or whatever, then icons for their projects or whatever. And you will actually get a cut percentage of that every month. So it, the more your thing gets downloaded, then you get a higher cut. So that's just another way of, of getting passive income. So there's so many different ways. Um, and I think one more I'll add, I'll add it's very important, is affiliate, mark, um, affiliate links. So for example, you could have a website and you could be an affiliate for Adobe Creative Cloud. And people who sign up with your link will get 40% off and you get like 10% or 20%, whatever it is. That's mm -hmm. one example. Or for example, design cuts, they sell bundles. You can put their bundle on your website or on your email list or on your Instagram. And if people click on that link and they purchase the bundle through your link, you actually get 20% of the total price. So that's another way of actually generating income and you don't have to do random businesses. You can actually do it with businesses that are digital and that are design based. So you're not, you're not going far off from your audience or what you enjoy doing. Mm, that's great. That's great. That's really great. As you mentioned, uh, affiliate marketing, I would also like to add Skillshare also has an affiliate program where you act as a Skillshare ambassador. And if people sign up from your link, you get, commissions for every signups through your loan. So uh, that's that's quite a lot of uh, lists to look upon when it comes to passive income. All right, so let's jump on the last uh, part of this topic is what are the do's and don'ts you think people should 
keep in mind when it comes to passive income because obviously there are things that you should do and there are mm-hmm. things that you should not do so as per your experience what is it that you've learned that people should do and should not do when it comes to passive income okay well first we'll start off with the the do's one of the things is you have to focus on a niche and you have to focus on your strengths for example if you're not good at making fonts don't try and make a font because you're going to spend so much um you know time on it and and then when you you know try and sell it it might not be the best quality and people might not buy it um but but yeah one of the do's is focus on your strengths focus on your niche what you're really good at if you're good at doing ui do do ui templates if you if you're great at icons do icon templates um stuff like that if you're good at like doing textures um and made stuff then do that so yeah always focus on your niche another thing is to always research you know look at what's trending look at what's on the popular pages um and obviously trends fade and stuff but of, of, once you build your brand and things people will buy anyway but um it's good to do some research you know what's in demand what do people want you know if you have an audience maybe uh even if it's a small audience ask them like oh what would you like you know what, what would be useful to them get feedback because then that will ultimately determine what product you can make to help them um in that regard another thing is you know select the right platform i don't use every single platform that i've that i've mentioned to you guys mm. i focus on the ones that work for me one of them is skillshare that works for me so i focus my efforts on there creative market works for me so i focus my efforts on there i don't start going doing courses on udemy and all these places um and try and because you're going to i'm going to divert my attention to too many things bro and if you do that then you're going to you'll get distracted and confused and you actually won't be productive enough and efficient in what you're doing. So focus on only on on a couple um places that you can just smash and do it really well. Um another thing as well is that you have to um another do is create amazing previews and cover images. That always sells your work. It's like when you present a logo design or or a brand identity, we we create amazing mockups and a presentation that looks like spectacular, like wow, like this looks cool, like this I can see myself using this. Same thing if you do products or, you know, packs or even if you do create an online course or an ebook, you want to make the the cover look or the preview images look really really good and really strong and stand out. Also, use your branding and stuff, but make sure it appeals to the audience, make sure it stands out that you actually put effort and I would say always put more effort into the actual or just as much effort as you do in the actual product or course as you do on the cover. Like to just put the same effort because if people don't click then people don't see it and people won't buy it. and you need you need those views not everyone buys to be honest you know what i mean so it's a, it's a small percentage um but yeah and also a uh, uh, don't I, w- I would say is that don't just copy people and copy products or like buy a product or torrent a product and then try and resell it yourself on another <laughs> site or your own site yeah. that's just that's unethical man like come up with your own ideas you know create things from your own mind uh, obviously you can get inspired i i've been inspired by designers as well and like it helped me design cover images and stuff when i was starting out um but obviously i try not to copy too much i try and use the things i've learned and and, and things like that um but i feel like that is very important important as a designer don't just try and make money and just try and still because you're going to end up failing you you're, you're going to fail and you're you're and then you'll give up and stuff and then you won't pursue design um and and apart from that like treat treat your design 
um, as a, treat it as a business, you know, sometimes some of these things might be side hustles for people or side businesses. That's totally mm. cool. But you know, if you want to be professional, treat it like it's, it's, it's a, a proper thing. Like it's a business, um, and do everything correctly. Like, you know, have a system in place, um, have a proper, you know, bank account, um, you know, make sure that you, uh, uh give reviews and listen to feedback. That's another do always listen to feedback, listen to your customers, and adjust accordingly. Don't just like on Skillshare, I get a lot of reviews. There's a review system mm-hmm. and I pay attention because my first classes were really like not that good. Same thing as YouTube. They were really bad, but <laughs> I listened, I listened, I listened. Then I applied the, the feedback and now my classes are so much better now and my products is way better. So that's a, a major do always listen to feedback, pay attention to your audience um, and adjust accordingly because it will make the difference in the end. But yeah, those are the, the do's and don'ts I can think of off the top of my head yep. for now. Yeah, but that's I, amazing. I hope that's helpful. Yeah, totally, totally. That's very much helpful. I think these do's and don'ts, if people keep them in mind, uh, it's going to help them come up with a great passive income because it's very much important to have a passive income as a designer. You cannot, if you're a freelancer and if you are running your own businesses, it's uh, quite important to have a passive income because... Client work is something that you're not going to get every every month, but uh, your bills uh, are going to be there every month. You have to pay for your for your bills every month. So that's right. That's great, man. I I really loved the way you have put everything together and the way you have shared your experience and the way you have uh, advised people to maybe do or do not do stuff that you uh, think about passive income is. So uh, I I love the fact that uh, you have you know shared your personal experience because that is what works out well for everybody when they learn from someone so yes. uh, thank you very much for sharing the knowledge that you had and i hope that this uh, is going to be helpful for a lot of people so where can people find you on social media i know you're everywhere like <laughs> almost everywhere i see you on linkedin i see you on youtube i see you on instagram i see you on twitter as you on dribble everywhere. So where can people find you if people would like to reach out to you? Uh, where is it that uh, you think people should come out to you and reach out to you? Sure. So uh, the, uh, the top, my top um, platforms would probably be um, Instagram, YouTube, and LinkedIn. So on my Instagram, I'm, you can follow me at, um, at the Jeremy mirror. So you can always see me. I'm always free to have a chat. If you have questions about passive income, I'm always happy to help you out. Also my YouTube channel, my name is just Jeremy Mirror on there, but if you type it in the channels, Jeremy Mirror Design, you'll find my channel and you'll see my branding, orange color and stuff. You'll find it. And on LinkedIn, you can just search up Jeremy Mirror as well um, and you'll find me there. And then also if you want to see me on Skillshare and Creative Market, it's just my personal name. I don't use uh, another name. So if you just search Jeremy Mirror on those two platforms, you'll find me as well. I don't use Facebook much, so just, fu- just <laughs> find me on the other platforms. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, but yeah, always happy to have a chat and help you out as well if any of any of you um, need advice. But um, that's, yeah, that's where you can find me, dude. Thanks so much. Yeah, that's amazing. So Jeremy Mura everywhere. You can just find pretty much everywhere. Jeremy. I think you should, you should just Google Jeremy Mura and you will get all the links <laughs> out there. No, but <laughs> probably. <laughs> apart from the kidding, I'll, I'll, um, I'll link down all the links in the show notes so that people can find you out and reach out to you. And don't forget to check out his Instagram account. As I mentioned, all the carousels are just super bombs and he's sharing so much of knowledge in there. 
You're going to learn so much from him. And uh, also check out his YouTube channel. It has somewhere around 7.5, uh, close to 7.5K subscribers at this point. And he's doing great. Uh, I was also there on his interview. So you can just go out and check out the YouTube. Check it out, guys. <laughs> By the check way, a, a funny story about that interview is the fact that I didn't knew that it was... <laughs> do you remember? I remember. I, I didn't knew that it was going to be a YouTube video. I just thought that it was going to be a casual chat. So I went to my... Uh, rooftop. Uh, I just went to my, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have it up right now. It's all right. You got three comments, bro. It's all good. <laughs> so thank you very much, Jeremy, once again, for being on the show. It was a pleasure to have you on the show. And I hope people are going to learn a lot from uh, the knowledge that you've shared. Thank you so much, Blessing. Appreciate it, bro. You mean a lot, man. Thanks so much. All right. That's it for today, guys. Uh, we will talk to you hopefully soon. Uh, once again, links down in the show notes and uh, you can reach out to either of us whenever you would like. All right. Bye-bye. Take care. Peace out.